Hello and welcome to the third episode of Cartesi's Tiny Podcast, a pocket-sized podcast that's here to try and explore the road to mass adoption. We'll be talking with Web3 adventurers and blockchain wizards in bite-sized 15-minute episodes. Today, I'm meeting with Robbie and Andy, two friends who followed their curiosity down the blockchain rabbit hole. They've been sharing their journey by creating educational content around all the topics they're learning about themselves on their YouTube channel, The Rollup, from DeFi to infrastructure. Robbie, Andy, welcome to our tiny podcast. Um, You guys started The Rollup channel on YouTube. Uh, Let's start with that. How did you guys meet and why? Why did you start this? I think we started it because um, we had a innate desire to learn about uh, more things that were happening in DeFi when they first started happening. It was quite an interesting uh, situation where uh, Rob and I, were po- we pulled up CoinGecko one day and we saw these different types of tokens that we'd never seen before, something like an Aave DAI or like a Compound USDC. And then we got on Argent in like early 2020 and we're like, what is going on? And from there, the rabbit hole just kind of uh, absolutely blew open. I had quite a strong marketing and kind of online business background. We noticed that there was only a couple other media kind of information education companies. Um, and so I think the, uh, the, the, the motive from a business perspective was clear as far as it being a blue ocean of, of a market. Um, and then our kind of passion to learn and help others really just drove us to keep going for, for the time that we've been. Where, where did you get this endless curiosity from? Has it always <laughs> been like that? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the imagination, uh, was like, it was, it was pretty intuitive right off the bat. Um, it was like, we were, we were relatively young. We were growing up, we were learning. Um, and then we also had this curiosity about, um, how this world of finance and technology started to intersect. Um, it was when like, Venmo and Cash App, like these fintech companies were starting to come out. Um, But we realized that like there was a lot more happening in this world of cryptocurrencies, Um, especially because Andy and I were around during the ICO times. And like there were so many dreams and promises that were made that it, it really opens up this world of imagination. But at the time, 2017, 2018, even 2019, no one was building any of these things. It was all theory and and hopes and promises and dreams. Finally, in 2020, um, there was there was activity on chain, you could use these tokens, these magical cryptocurrencies, you could actually use them for something. And I think that was a light bulb that went off in the collective imagination of Andy and I, because it was finally capitalizing on these dreams and promises that were made in 2017. Finally, that these were, were coming to life. Okay. What, what did you guys study, by the way? Uh, I studied mathematics and philosophy. Yeah, and I studied a variety of different things from women, uh, the inside of bars, the occasional lecture hall where I got a C minus, and then that only lasted about 18 months, and then I was out of there. Nice. It, for some people, it's the best education. But then when I put these things together, right, um, you're both very smart guys. You see this thing happening. You could have also chosen to either build a project yourself or, or you know, start doing some entrepreneurial stuff, but you chose to do something educational. So from the bat already giving back to the community. 
Yeah, I'll take a step first. And uh, uh, while we are very, very prideful on our education, I had the, the entrepreneurial mindset of seeing the opportunity to, I think pr- pr- primarily my thought, but before we even realized how the, the this would work was if we can provide really quality info to people, then we can end up making some money by, uh, by charging for that info. And we actually never really ended up doing any sort of info offers at scale. I mean, it was very small. We, we kind of changed the model very quickly to working with protocols versus charging users for in- information because we, we, you know, we learned that that information in crypto is a public good, right? We're trying to onboard as many people as possible. Why would we gatekeep the information? Why? Why? That doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, from the entrepreneur perspective, I think for us, it was a super easy decision to do media education and like content business because it, it was very lean. It didn't require that big of a team, didn't have too much overhead. We didn't have a ton of capital. Um, and it was something that, that we could get off the ground relatively quickly. Also, bear in mind, June, April 2020, April, May, June. Like it was a it, it it was a race. I mean, DeFi summer lasted till like September, October. We were up in like June or so. You know, we needed something that we could get off the ground ASAP. There was a really strong sense of urgency at the time. I I remember calling our video editor and being like, "Yo, like we're at the precipice of something really, really awesome, um, and, and we need to take advantage of this quickly." And so I think a combination of of all those factors, um, you know, played into that uh, kind of decision. There's one more one more thing I'll share, which is that when we were first getting started, there was this uh, this concept of economic karma, and when I when I think about that, it's like it's again like uh, thinking about the information that that we have. There's really no secrets of the trade. It's like any any information or alpha that we that we find um, is a gem that we're able to share with our community, and I think that's been a very reassuring thought as we kind of like navigate this this world. Um, this sense of like, if we provide value, then, then we will reap, uh, value in return. Uh, so it's a, it's a concept. It's like a force of economic karma that, that I've carried with us ever since we started. You shifted quite early from trying to monetize on your viewers, I guess, uh, to working with protocols directly. So would you work for any protocol or do you have a preference for different types of protocols, topics, how does that go? Yeah, we kind of see it as a, as a contributor to a massive amount of projects. Um, I think right now, I mean, over the course of the three years that uh, DeFi Slate and the roll-up has been in business, I think we've probably contributed to over 100 projects um, wow. in this decentralized contributor space. I think we're, we're able to uh, to work for these organizations because they're very modular. Um, they're very like amorphous. Um, it allows us to be very flexible, which I think pertains to our strengths as entrepreneurs. Um, you know, if we get too, if we get too like, uh, too many guardrails and I think it tends to get boring, tend to get like lose focus. Um, so in this world where we're able to contribute to several projects at once, um, we're able to think a little bit bigger, um, about what the space maybe needs um, or wants, um, and then hopefully apply those needs and wants to several project projects at once. All right. Well, then knowing that you guys know at least a hundred protocols, um, just tell me a little bit what what in 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 your experience sets 
Cartesi apart from the rest? Yeah, I mean, personally, I'll go first just based off the conversation that we had with uh, Max and, and Gabriel. I think you guys have a super global uh, community and a very global team, which, which I think sets the, the foundation for everything that you guys do in, in that sense. Um, you know, crypto is a very global ecosystem. And so kind of fostering different pieces from those puzzles allows you to infiltrate those, those kind of regions more. Um, also, I think that the main focus for, for what you guys are, are doing, or at least one of the main focuses is revolving around making it an easier experience for like builders and, and developers, uh, which is basically doing God's work for the, for the industry as a whole. Uh, so that, that, that is a powerful concept in itself. And I think that you guys have done a good job of, um, you know, creating that, that image that fosters the message that you're trying to put out there and, and that you're trying to have be received by the community. Wow. Hey, you, uh, you started with DeFi when you started your channel and then transitioned to a more infrastructure focused theme. How did that come about? I mean, the, uh, the Ponzi's ended, didn't they? I mean, hell, <laughs> I mean, those token emissions aren't exactly pumping anymore, are they? Rob, what did Arjun say from Connects that in the bear market or something, or every blockchain project eventually becomes an infra? Well, it wasn't just in the bear market. It was every project right now is infrastructure. They're all B2B in a sense. They're all B2B. It's all linking these blockchains together or linking applications together. And, and even a front-facing application is ultimately a, an application for a group of, of users, which are either developers or businesses themselves. Um, we haven't seen like a, a consumer-facing application that really holds a significant amount of, of consumers in terms of the individual people. Um, even if you look at like options platforms and, and DeFi, like all of those are still infrastructure projects that are building, uh, building for underneath the hood types of services. Um, and I, I've, that really resonated because ultimately the, the end consumer doesn't really care about blockchain. They care about the capital efficiency. They care about more value. If they can get more, more value out of the $1 or $2, like uh, that's what they care about. Um, they don't care if it's a database or a blockchain that's going to give it to them. If they're more secure, uh, and they're getting more bang for their buck, then ultimately that, that's the, uh, the solution that they value. You guys became, uh, well, you, you, you evolved, I guess, from, uh, blockchain slash crypto enthusiasts, curious about what's happening to the teachers in a way. Uh, so what I'm curious about is when, when was the last time you learned something completely new that blew your mind? Every day. Yeah. We, like learning we just did and, the ZK series. <laughs> yeah. This dude was doing Merkle proofs by hand. Like every, every day we learn something new and that's, that's the, the input output function of education. It, it's not always us being the educators. Like we are almost like this middleware educator where like there's someone else on the other side that is the expert about their particular protocol or technology. And then we have the listeners who are listening to this content. Ultimately, we are learning right alongside our own audience. And it's a matter of us asking questions that we are curious about so that we learn. And if we're learning, usually the audience is learning on the other side. But that has to be 
part of the sole reason why your your content is doing so well uh because i'm i'm not i don't i don't feel as if i'm being educated right it it actually feels like you're following along and that that creates a really nice atmosphere uh, so great job on that um last question what are the plans for the future going to istanbul going to have a party going to take it easy for for the holidays but the next two months is what i like to call uh the separation months uh, and so I'm going to be all over our team and I hope Rob is too. And we're going to, we're, we're going to push each other pretty hard for the next two months because everyone else is going to slack off for the next two months, uh, holidays. There's a lot of excuses not to, not to get it in. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that we're going to be Grinches, but I'm expecting the next two months for us to be a sprint all the way up until basically Christmas Eve. And then maybe we'll take a little bit of time off. Uh, but I think that we we are in that mindset right now where we have a lot of things going on and we, we really want to push hard. Uh, but then even, of course, much, much longer than that, uh, you know, we, you know, we're starting our 2024 now. And that's what I kind of mean by, by the sprint. And I think 2024, there's a couple of really cool things that we're trying to do. Uh, one is just obviously grow our network, grow our reach, grow our audience, grow our entire community and just make really high quality content. Um, that's kind of a given. I think another one that's super exciting is, uh, is we're, we're starting to fiddle with this idea of like how we can build our, our website and our brand to be a hub of dApps and a hub of different experiences where we could potentially build out like certain quests and different types of activities and educational content where users can come to our site and facilitate all of their DeFi needs rather than having to go to like 12 different dApps. So we're trying to make this, this place where we can eventually have educational content articles and videos where it directs users to, to use dApps right within our platform. And it'll, it's, it's almost like we are trying to bridge the gap between like these semi-complicated dApps and like this educational content and this friendly website with people that you can like, you know, uh, you know, uh, like understand, listen to and kind of have a vibe with. Broader than that, just uh, just just uh, scaling the team a bit, really just trying to f fine tune who who's going to help us out for the next year and a half, two years, how we can make our system good. And I mean, I think Rob can probably touch on more of like abstract and bigger picture ideas, but I think that's what we're looking at for the next like year and a bit. Then uh, let's check in again with each other next year and uh, see how the dreams came along. But let's have a beer in Istanbul first. Can I say beer on here? I, I actually don't know. Let's have a drink in Istanbul. Thank you so much for your time, guys. It was great talking. And um, we'll see each other in Istanbul. Yes, sir. Cheers. Thank you. In our next episode, I'm talking with Damien from Think and Dev a blockchain development company that decided to only take on really complex problems. Next to that, they started organizing their own hackathons to onboard new developers. So join me again next week to hear all about his story.